Do you have a Nurses Week wish list? Well, whether you have one or not, I have one for you. So let's talk about my Nurses Week wish list right here on episode 158 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello to you and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months or years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And this podcast is all about you and your nursing career. And I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I want to remind you that you can help other people find the show by leaving a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you would do that for me and email me and message me that you've done so, I will read your review on air and thank you personally. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 158. That is nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode 158. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here. Happy Nurses Week. Let's dig into today's topic. Come on into the studio with me. You know, I'm recording this during Nurses Week 2018. And well, every week can be Nurses Week, but this is the one that we set aside. It's usually what, May 6th to 12th every year. And I happen to be recording this here in 2018. And what I want to talk about today is universal, and it could be applied to any nurse's week or actually any day of the entire year of the century. But I'm talking to you right now in the present, and I want to share with you my wish list for you and your career and your life during this nurse's week 2018. There are lots of different categories or areas of life and career that I'd like to cover. I may not get to all of them because my list could be actually pretty darn long. I'm going to try to touch on the highlights. I will have them all listed out for the most part in the show notes. And I want you to consider, as your homework after listening to this episode, how you can make some of these things happen for yourself. because. A lot of this you need to make happen for yourself because your family can't do it for you. Your peers and colleagues may not do it for you. Your administration, the people you work for, your employers very well may not do a lot of these things for you. Though some of them might, which is great. And I want to make sure that you know some of the things that I think you could and should be doing to move your career and your life forward and make them really work for you so much more than they are now. So let's begin with optimal wellness and self-care. Yes, we hear about self-care over and over, yada, yada, yada. Everybody says self-care this, self-care that, but it is really the underpinning of everything. It is the foundation of your ability to move in the world and be a happy camper or relatively happy, healthy camper in your life, whether that's taking care of your kids, your parents, your spouse, and taking care of the people who you care for at work if you're a clinical nurse, or performing your duties if you are any other type of nurse, an educator, a specialist, a consultant, a nurse entrepreneur, a nurse inventor or innovator, 
you need to take care of yourself so that you can live your optimal life. Sure, you see on Instagram, there are lots of nurses who are really into essential oils, into yoga, into fitness, hula hooping, all these different types of things. They take lots of selfies and they show you, they demonstrate for you the ways in which they care for themselves. A lot of nurses on Instagram, I've noticed too, post pictures of the food that they eat, the healthy smoothies they make, the vegan brownies, the recipes that they find. So a lot of these nurses out there in social media are actively showing us exactly what it is they do. And while we might not want to do things exactly like they do, they are demonstrating for us some of the ways in which we can live a better life. Like my friend Sue at The Nature Nurse. Sue talks about getting out into nature and how nature can heal you. The Nature Nurse is amazing and she is really trying to connect nurses with the healing values of nature for self-care. So there's one nurse out there who is advocating for a certain form of health and wellness. I've talked about Caroline Cardenas, the hula hoop girl, many times. She advocates play, body play, having fun, doing fun things with your body and with other people that make you laugh and make you happy and make you feel healthy and make you feel like you're doing something good for yourself. There are tons of people out there. My friend Sean Dent at SeanDent.com. He lifts weights and exercises. He is buff as all get out. He's really into fitness too, like Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala. So many nurses out there are really into it. So I want you to think about your physical well-being, super duper important. I want you to think about your emotional well-being. And you know that I talk often, maybe more than you would like, about the values of counseling and psychotherapy. So if you've got some stuff going on, if you've got some stuff happening that's holding you back or making you feel not so great in your life or career, maybe you need to work it out in some therapy or counseling to get to the other side of that. Because those memories, those things from the past, the things that haunt us, the ghosts that haunt us, the chains rattling around in our closets, the monsters under our beds, we need to make sure we take care of that stuff so that we can be fully present for our careers, whatever our careers happen to be. Also, I mentioned nutrition earlier. I want to make sure I mention hydration. A lot of you nurses work really hard and you need to make sure that you're drinking enough water, hydrating your cells, and keeping your brain and all those other vital organs fully functional with fresh water and with, let's say, you can be juicing carrots or any of the things you like to do to put healthy nutrition in your body. Finally, in terms of your optimal wellness and self-care, how about some adequate sleep? Any votes out there? Any applause for adequate sleep? I often don't get adequate sleep, folks, so I'm not necessarily preaching from the place of being a perfect role model here, but I do my best. Make sure you're getting sleep, and if you work night shift and you're having trouble getting balanced, do some research on how to work with shift change syndrome so that you can get better sleep. You might want to see a sleep specialist, a sleep doctor, and find out some of the tricks, some of the supplements, some of the things that can be done to help you sleep better. Of course, there are blackout shades and there are white noise makers, but there's plenty of other things you can do too. I'm not going to mention supplements here because I'm not really a health coach. Talk to the people who know. 
get their advice, talk to the acupuncturists, the homeopaths, the nurse practitioners, the sleep doctors, all those people out there who can help you figure out how to get a good night's sleep, especially if you're working nights or a mix of nights and days and your circadian rhythms are just kind of blown out of the water most of the time. Here is big thumbs up for optimal wellness and self-care. That is a humongous part of my wish list for you this Nurses Week. Now, moving along from the self-care and wellness area, let's talk about the sense of personal agency and empowerment that is on my wish list for you right now. Agency, personal agency means your ability, willingness to embrace your own power, to embrace your voice, and to bring that sense of agency, forward movement, taking action into your life and into your career. This can mean a lot of things for different people. Having personal agency might mean learning how to stand up to bullies at work and saying, no, you cannot treat me in this way anymore, or defending someone who's being bullied or intimidated at work. That's personal agency. Personal agency means stepping up and saying, you know what? There's something here in our workplace environment that I would like to change, and I think it's going to help us function better. That's personal agency. That is taking the bull by the horns and making something happen that you think can move the needle for you or maybe for others too. It's your knowledge that you have the power, you have that ability to affect change in the world. It's the knowledge that you matter, the courage to speak up when it matters most. That is feeling empowered that is getting in touch with your sense of personal agency, that ability to be present in your life and come from the gut. You don't necessarily want to shoot from the hip, but you can come from your gut, your intuition, that spidey sense that tells you that something's wrong and it needs to be fixed and maybe you're the one to champion that change and make it happen. Here's two thumbs up to personal agency and empowerment this Nurses Week. Moving right along, We're going to talk about health and wellness, but in the sense of your workplace environment. I have talked about workplace environments before. I have mentioned many times my friend and colleague, Renee Thompson, who's the national expert on bullying and incivility in nursing and healthcare. She has started the Healthy Workforce Institute. So look that up, healthyworkforceinstitute.com to learn more. We need to be able to work in environments where there is no bullying, no harassment, and no incivility, and no aberrant negative behavior. That is on the very tippy top of my wish list for you when it comes to positive and healthy workplace environments. Another part of this, speaking of nutrition and hydration, is you being at work and having time to eat, to drink, to rest, and to take care of your personal needs while at work. Now. Some of you may be laughing right now like, ha ha ha, Nurse Keith, that is so funny. I can't even have water in the nurse's station and the bathroom is on the floor below. I can barely get there once in a 12-hour shift. I've had two UTIs in the last few years and come on, that's ridiculous. Now, this is where your personal agency and sense of empowerment says, I can go to administration and say, look, this is untenable. All of us say this is untenable. We need to change this situation. We need to be able to have breaks. We need to be able to have lunch or dinner. We need to be able to have coffee breaks, hydrate ourselves, use the restroom. It can be done. It's done at some facilities. Let's make it happen here. 
That is personal agency being used for the benefit of creating a more positive and healthy workplace environment. Another part of your healthy workplace environment is your colleagues. Yes, I mentioned getting rid of and not being exposed to or dealing with bullying, incivility, and negative and aberrant behavior. That's fine, but we want more than that, don't we? I think you deserve more than that. That is on my wish list for you too this Nurses Week. You need colleagues who are not only nice to you and not engaging in bullying or intimidation or harassment, you need colleagues who are going to go to bat for you. You need colleagues who are supportive. You need people who might step forward to be your mentor, who might precept you, who might precept the nurses coming in who are brand new and green and really need your support. There are good conditions at your workplace that help manifest these types of positive relationships. You have time to sit together, to chat, to get to know one another, and your organization or institution cares that your relationships are positive and they make sure they create an environment where that can happen. Speaking of good working conditions, I was just in Washington, D.C. speaking at the rally by Show Me Your Stethoscope LLC. It's the Nurses Take DC annual rally for nurse patient ratios. One thing on my wish list for you is that you have adequate and appropriate nurse patient ratios, that your workload is normal, that it's doable, that it's not untenable, and you can actually do the quality work that you are called to do as a nurse. Isn't that a small thing to ask for? But only the people in California working as nurses have mandated nurse-patient ratios. If you want to take charge, if you want to use your personal agency, if you want to speak out and use your voice, you can get involved in the legislative fight to have legislation passed through Congress, passed through the Senate, to mandate nurse-patient ratios. And if you believe the fight should be taken to the states, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Washington, Texas, Hawaii, Alaska, your state legislatures can do what California has done and mandate safe nurse-patient ratios in your state. Maybe it has to happen at that level first before Congress notices and does something about it. The other thing I want for you in terms of your healthy workplace environments is caring forward-thinking employers and workplaces. We want healthcare administrators and executives and managers who think about the future. They don't just think about profits, they think about people. You know, we talk about the bottom line, but there's more than one bottom line. Some people say there's a triple bottom line, people, profits, and planet. I know there's a lot of waste produced in healthcare and some organizations, not many, some are trying to do better for the planet with all the stuff we use and throw away all the time. However, we also need to make sure that our organizations are thinking about people. That is a bottom line. Sure, they might throw nurses to the wolves and not pay them much and get them to take care of many more patients than is really appropriate. That is going to come back and bite everybody in the butt eventually. And if your employer can see the light, if they can see that appropriate nurse-patient ratios and staffing is the right thing to do, if they can see that it's an investment in better patient outcomes, in less attrition and more loyalty from their nurses, well, man, 
they can see that that can actually pay off in the end. And if they invest in the bottom line of people, that other bottom line of profits is sure to follow. So if you want to champion that at your institution, at your facility, go for it. Use your personal agency and sense of empowerment to move the needle in that particular area. So that is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of my wishes for you for a positive and healthy workplace environment. Two thumbs up for positive and healthy workplace environments for nurses and all healthcare workers and their patients. The next major category on my list for you for my nurses week wish list for you here in 2018 is that you have opportunities for professional growth. We talked a little bit about your ability to have a healthy workplace and to use personal agency to move that forward. But this is where the rubber can hit the road in terms of your ability to make things happen in your own life and career. This means joining key organizations and nursing and professional associations that are going to help you become a better clinician, a better thinker, a better collaborator, give you new knowledge and new skills. Those organizations and associations are important. They look good on your resume, yes, but going to the conferences, speaking with people and networking and learning, being a sponge, that's where the rubber hits the road, my friend. Join those organizations and associations that call your nurse's name. The next place for professional growth that's on my wish list for you is volunteering. A lot of us don't have much time. I know it. It is the 21st century, so I am full and well aware that time is of the essence. One of my favorite singers and songwriters and composers is Connor Oberst of the band Bright Eyes. And in one of his songs, he says, I used to think that time was of the essence. Now I just want to get some sleep. I understand that sentiment. At the same time, I also understand that time is still of the essence. We want to find our opportunities to grow in our areas of focus and interest. Sometimes that means going to a conference far away because it's the conference you just need to go to, like NTI, the National Training Institute, amazing, biggest nursing and healthcare conference in the country every year. I haven't been yet, but it is on my bucket list, hopefully way before I kick the bucket. But I do want to get to NTI. Find those opportunities that are going to help you meet the people you need to meet, do the things you need to do, and see the things you need to see so that you can grow either in your current specialty or the specialty that's coming down the pike for you. Another thing on my wish list in terms of opportunities for professional growth is that you are able to find powerful and effective mentors in your life. I've talked about mentoring and mentorship before. Don't wait for your employer to create a mentoring program that you can take part in. Because you know what? A lot of official mentoring programs, they're not very good and they're not very effective. It's just a bunch of boxes for you to check and tasks to do. You can find your own mentors. I have several mentees out there in the world, and I mentor various people for various reasons over the years. It's something that I do. It's part of my service to the profession and to the society. And I also have my own mentors. I'm a mentee as well. You can have formal mentees who you say, look, I would like to be your mentor 
and help you do X, Y, and Z. I did that myself just recently. I told someone, I'd like to be your mentor. I would like to help you move your career forward. This is what we're going to do. And this person said, sure, I'd love to be your mentee. I saw something in this person and thought, you know, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to ask her to lean in and we're going to get something done in her career and it's going to help move her career into the stratosphere. I just want to make that happen for this particular person. Also, there are people I mentor quietly. I do nice things for them. I try to send certain resources and stuff their way. It's not that we've stated that we're mentor and mentee. It just kind of happens along the way. Now for me, some of my mentors are people who I go to for specific types of support. Some of them are people I just kind of watch. I watch them. I strive to be like them and emulate the way they move in the world. So I'm an official mentee, kind of, and I'm also an unofficial mentee and mentor for people who move into my life, in, into my orbit, and who I just need to have that extra level of connection with. So think about who you might want to mentor or who you might want to be your mentor, whether it's official and stated out loud, or it's something that's a little more on the DL. Speaking of mentoring, you know, education is important, learning is important, and one of my things I wish for you is both formal and informal education. I've been thinking about getting a master's degree for a while. I haven't really found a program that floats my boat, but a couple have moved across the screen of my mind and are now starting to speak to me. There's a little bit of movement there for me in terms of getting a master's degree when the time is right. So I am really starting to consider the possibilities there, and I'm just exploring. However, I also like to learn things off the cuff. I'm kind of an informal learner. I like to read. I like to listen. So whether you get your education by getting a bachelor's, a master's, a PhD, a postdoctoral certificate, whatever it happens to be, go for it. Or maybe your education means reading more novels. Maybe it means taking a humanities class at the local community college, just learning more about psychology or anthropology or sociology, stuff that's going to feed your nurse's mind and make you look at people and think about people and the ways in which you interact with them, just ways to grow your mind and feed your brain. So whether you're learning motivational interviewing or going to a workshop on nonviolent communication, that's education too. It doesn't have to be anything that gets you CEUs, even though CEUs are nice. And see that you are learning all the time. That's my wish for you, that you learn, that you grow, that you soak stuff up like a sponge, whether it's reading a novel by Ernest Hemingway or it's reading the latest research in the AJN. So just go for it. Learn the things you want to learn. Learn the things that light you up. Soak up the stuff that makes your brain the happy sponge that it can be. Finally, in terms of professional growth, I wish for you to have the right amount of challenge. I don't want you having so much challenge in your personal and professional life that your ability to do anything or get anywhere is stunted because your challenges are overwhelming you. And I know a lot of you might be in that boat right now. Hopefully we can make that change and take that challenge meter down a couple notches for you. But I want you to have enough challenge that 
keeps you on your toes, keeps you looking out for what the next thing is, keeps you kind of like dancing on that knife's edge of learning and personal and professional growth, but not going over the edge into total overwhelm and chaos. And I don't necessarily want you to be so comfortable that you become complacent. There's utter complacency and utter like over-the-top challenge and difficulty, I want you somewhere in a place that feels comfortable. On a scale from 0 to 10, 10 being, you know, complete overwhelm and 0 being just kind of laying around like a blob, maybe you want to live somewhere around 6 or 7, where there's just that little bit of tension in your life that keeps you moving. I kind of like that myself. And Maybe I'll do a show all about that or write all about that way to keep things moving in your life, keep them exciting, but never getting to that point where the pot boils over. And now two thumbs up for opportunities for professional growth in your nursing career. That's on my wish list for you this Nurses Week as well. Now, finally, I want to talk about my wish list for you around personal growth not professional growth. I want you to understand and acknowledge that whether you're a religious person or an actively spiritually practicing person, that your spiritual fulfillment, whatever that looks like for you, is important. Now, I am not a religious person. I mean, I am a spiritual person, but I don't really have many spiritual practices active in my life at this time, much to my wife's chagrin, I think. I still consider myself spiritual. I look at the world in a certain spiritual way. I just don't have things I do like ceremonies or things that make that come to life in a way that other people do. However, I recognize that life is imbued with a spiritual force and that is where I kind of live and I use various things like art, nature, hanging out with children and animals, listening to beautiful music that moves my heart and my soul. That's the way my spirituality comes out. If those examples resonate with you, think about the ways in which you can feel more spiritually fulfilled in your life. It can even be spiritual fulfillment through your marriage. Whatever that vehicle is for spiritual fulfillment, see what can make that happen for you and bring that energy into your life. I also want for you on my wish list, emotional wellness. Yes, I've talked about counseling and psychotherapy. Yes, I've talked about spiritual fulfillment. I want you to feel comfortable in your own skin. I want you to be able to heal the wounds of the past that are holding you back. That is not my place as a coach, but many other people, including your faith leaders, can help you with this. If you have emotional blocks that are getting in your way of making a better life or career for yourself, you've got to clear them. And that is another wish of mine for you. Now, earlier I mentioned spiritual fulfillment in marriage because a lot of people, like my wife and myself, see marriage as a spiritual journey to some extent. And what I hope for you is healthy, growthful, positive relationships in your personal life. I am periodically contacted by nurses who are going through divorces, whose spouses have had affairs, or spouses have left them, or they've had abusive partners in their lives. I feel so badly for these people, and I want you to be able to attract healthy, 
growthful relationships to you. If you're a single person looking for a new relationship or love life, I want you to be able to find that because having that stability at home in your life, in your social life, that will move things forward in your career because you'll feel better about yourself. If you're happy single and you just want to have lots of great friends in your life, wonderful. If some of your family relationships with, say, your immediate or extended family are a little turbulent or difficult, I hope you can find ways to heal those relationships or walk away from them if you need to in order to feel more fulfilled in your life on a day-to-day and year-to-year basis. In terms of your personal growth, I also want you to have deeper and deeper self-knowledge. Now, we nurses, those of us who work with the public, or those of us who do research or other stuff too, or work in education, relationships are important, and our relationship to the world around us, to the people around us, to the media, to the environment, to the earth itself, those relationships call for more self-knowledge. So self-knowledge allows you to make better choices when you're choosing a marital partner. That deepening self-knowledge helps you to find spiritual fulfillment because you're more tuned in to what your needs, desires, and goals are. That deepening self-knowledge puts you in touch with your feelings and helps you manifest more emotional wellness in your life. So I want you to be able to have more self-knowledge, to be a person who digs deep into what's going on in your gut, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit and soul, so that you can heal the things that need to be healed, so that that will positively reflect on your experience out in the world, personally and as a nursing professional. Finally, I want you to have a life of substance outside of work. I hear from so many nurses who feel like they just don't do a whole lot other than work, come home, eat, sleep, take care of their families, get up, work again, and do the same. Yes, we all have the same number of hours in each day, the same number of hours per week, month, and year, but we can figure out how to create lives for ourselves where we have enough time to live a life of substance. And Remember I recommended like counseling and psychotherapy or talking to your faith leader? Remember I recommended a few minutes ago reading a novel by Ernest Hemingway? Or you could go to art galleries or read poetry or ride horses every Sunday with a friend who owns a couple horses. That's the personal fulfillment part. That's the place of personal growth. And that's having a varied, rich life of substance. I want you to have a rich life so that work isn't the only thing. You need more. And if you want some ideas for how to do more, how to have more in your life in terms of fulfillment, let me know. I can't necessarily help you earn a million dollars a year. I can help you write a great resume and find a really good job and negotiate and be a good interviewee. I can also help you figure out how to network and how to create the career trajectory that you want. And I can also help you figure out how to create a life of more substance and joy. I would love to do that with you. If you are looking for such assistance, I'm here for you. So that is the overarching message from me to you 
and my Nurses Week wish list for you this Nurses Week in 2018. I hope some of this resonated with you. I thank you for listening to episode 158. I thank you for being a nurse. I want you to continue to feel uplifted and empowered from this episode and other episodes because your professional and personal satisfaction and development are important to me and should be important to you too. You can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show by going over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith and figure out how much you would like to give each month in return for the value that you receive as part of your listenership to this show. Please join the other listeners who have gone over to Patreon to support the Nurse Keith Show and received great prizes from me as expressions of my gratitude for their support. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com and social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappy Spiesen. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. And remember, leave that rating and review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. So stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we continue to explore how to take your life and career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, stay curious, create success, seek joy, and keep in touch. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. 